wah 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 Welcome back to the Watch So Serious Podcast. I am your host, Brandon. And we are that is back. My, that is my shit. First of all, man, I'm I'm the hottest hot boy on this goddamn podcast. So, like, I know that's that's my shit. So, uh, I was with you. So, Brandon, don't be telling you you did some shit for Lauren. But no, you, that wasn't yeah. for you. That was for Lauren. Okay, I'm, I appreciate I that. That is greatly appreciated. Uh, so, yeah, we are back for another episode of Watch So Serious Podcast. Today, we have a special guest. I said I was going to have her and her co-host on on my first episode when I moved to Texas, but Gabby's out doing her best uh, gallivant throughout the world. Yeah. It's all jealous. Uh, so we have one half of the two woke girls. We got Lauren on. What's going on? What's up? What's up? Glad to be back. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So we haven't talked in a while on the show. So last time we talked, you were like... Um, you were like the person that made everybody on the show jealous because you quit your job in spectacular fashion and you told everybody, fuck you, and left. And now I hear you're getting back in the workforce. So what's been going on with He you got life? you. The white yeah. man got you. What's uh, going on? So now, I mean, I'm still doing my activism work. So as long as I can get paid to like grab rouse, it's always all good. Okay. But yeah, I got like a new position with a new um, organization, still working with working folks, trying to improve their lives every day. It's mm-hmm. the beauty of it though is it's a remote situation. So I'm like at yeah. home doing this shit. So that's the best part. I mean it's a lot more money than I was making at first. So that's like hey, come on. Oh yeah. No, it's it's yeah. I was like, oh for real, y'all gonna pay me to this much to sit at home in my house and like talk to people <laughs> online. Like that's that's a real thing because my husband was like Lauren, I feel like this is not real. And I was like, it's a real place. Like I <laughs> He was like, are you sure these people exist? I'm like, yes, they legit. Like, they exist. Like, I, I checked that out and everything. So, it's cool. It's cool. Um, I'm hoping, like I say, it goes well. But what was really awesome about the situation is the black woman who, like, hired me literally kind of, like, created this position for me. Like, Woo! I've never had somebody, like, really advocate. Like, no, she, did she advocate for them to pay me more than what they were offering at first? She was like, well, yeah, we didn't really have a, a anything going on in Houston, but I just, you know, got you in where I could fit you in. So you're going to, like, do this remote situation until we get something going in Houston. And I was like, okay, well, shit, that's awesome. I appreciate it. But, yeah, black women looking out for black women. So Amen. shout out to her. That's so that's so dope. Um, and you had a whole bunch of options, too, which is cool, which is really Yeah, yeah. Good. And the other option was this year I went with the – I guess the one that was most noble, because the other two were kind of like, they weren't quite unethical, but it wasn't <laughs> like, so this is what it is. So like, I'm just, I have a thing about charter schools and these okay. organizations were going to like work with public schools, but they all, they both had situations where they were going to like 
they were trying to basically like use the public school work to kind of prop up charter schools right, on the right. back end. And they were like paying more, but I was just like, man, this is, <laughs> this is, not, I can't, I ain't gonna be able to sleep at night. Like I can't go back <laughs> to my neighborhood. Like, oh yeah, I've done this great work today. That's basically going to like kill public schools in like 10 years. So I did the right thing, made the right Look choice, but also See, too, I get to stay my black ass at home. Like, I thought I you was going to say, with nobody. I thought you was going to say, yeah, one of them was going to, I was going to go work for the oil industry. <laughs> no, see, that's what I'm saying. I'm such, I'm such an activist. Like, this is like good work, and I'm still like, but y'all like, like yo, like, real shit it. though, like real shit. They paying you, they paying you one fifty a year, and they oil company, you not gonna go? <sighs> they ain't gonna want me. That's the thing. Like, y'all, I, <laughs> I'm just saying. I know you won't be in that bitch though. But I'm just saying, don't like, see me how I like show up to interviews with these with his nose ring and them wigs, the long ass wigs and shit on, like. It'd be a whole nigga coming to the interview. I'm like, I don't want to play with y'all, and y'all, we don't. I don't want to. Let's not play with each other. So I want to show you who I am, just in yeah. case. Like I don't be close with you no more. Like where you from? Third. Oh world, damn. From like. Damn. Yeah, I just don't they have like another name? I heard somebody. I think I was like listening to the Beat King talk, and he was talking about they changed the name of something. What's it? Third, third so white people, it? the white people that gentrify, that are gentrifying this area, are calling. So like, at first it started with with Fourth Ward. Fourth Ward kind of has disappeared and turned into like downtown, midtown, and so now they're trying to push midtown on Third Ward. So like, white people who live over here will call it midtown, but it's to me it's Third Ward. <laughs> okay, okay. Hey, so I just want to get your your uh, your notes about uh, that Red River rivalry that uh, didn't go your way. I don't want to. First of all, I don't want to. I don't even know what's happening. Why are you bringing that up? Bro? <laughs> we just I, lost I last week too. The fucking Iowa I hope State. I don't ridiculous. I don't know who that school is. Okay, I mean, hey, look, that's all. That's all I wanted. Sorry. That's all I wanted. <laughs> why no you, comment with me. Why do. you bringing that shit up, bro? <laughs> Sorry, hey. this man. We hey, lost, it was a good time. Since I moved to Texas, we done lost to TCU and Iowa State. Yeah, hey, I don't all, know what's going. I don't shout know out Brandon for saying fuck, fuck the turtle and then saying throw them hooks up. You throwing them hooks up real I've quick, been bro. A Texas fan. I mean, me too. I but I've never mean, been a Maryland football fan, and they ass. I'm a Maryland basketball fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all right. So yeah, Lauren, and what's going on with the podcast? When are you guys coming back from hiatus? Well, I th- it may be shorter than what I thought because I thought I was going to have to, like, travel for this job, but apparently I won't be going that many places. So I was like, okay, cool. I, me and Gabby can figure this out, not both being long distance. So it may actually come back in December, or I might just enjoy sitting on my ass a little bit more <laughs> and come back with a really good show in January. So I'll keep y'all posted through our Word. Uh, I can't yeah. wait. It's like one of my And now shows. that you're here, well, now that you're here, when you really come back, like, you can definitely be on it. Like, you'll be oh, on yeah. either our first or second I'm at episode. home. I'm, I'm not I working. I have to hear about, I have Ooh. to hear... I have to hear about like your life in Dallas because that's a crazy move. Oh, that's I, a fucking dope move. I, I, I see. That's, that's a dope move, but that's dope. like a. Di- I mean, especially this time of year, like you ain't gonna have to deal with no real winter. Well, it get a little cold. In it Dallas. was chilly. I was there last I'm week. From, it was, I'm it was from chilly. Baltimore, so this ain't no oh, winter. I that was, ain't no winter. I was sitting outside today on my laptop doing like uh, my classwork, just chilling. So uh, yeah, I like it here so far. Devin and I got to go find some ratchet places though. You gotta there, go. There are ratchet places go. in Dallas. Yes. You, have you been to Deep Ellum yet? You been in? Yeah, that's yeah, where. Yeah, we I mean, of... I mean, what? My mom was here last week. She came to visit, and we went down there to um, go to the Pecan Lodge. But the fucking. But they have so many breweries shit. down there too. So we went. They to got the so many breweries. Place. But yeah, it was dope. 
They got a they got a New Orleans spot out there. I guess a Cajun food place out there on Deep Ellum. They got a, a Twisted Root, which is a brewery. They they have so many brewers. They have an arcade place out there. Um, on Deep Ellum, you gotta Ellum. go to. So y'all gotta go to Oak Cliff, and that's kind of even gentrified. Yeah, that's so y'all, you gotta go. go to. You gotta go to Sunny South Dallas, like where the bar. Well, that's where we. That's is. where we plan on buying a house next year in South Dallas. Yes, yeah, so or, like, or in like the black suburbs, like DeSoto, Cedar Hill, something like that. Oh yeah, I forget they do have those black those black ass suburbs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so somewhere down there is where we're looking at. Um, all right, that's the real dope. So I guess we'll go to White Castle for a little while. That's our new segment where Mike talks about all the white shit he's done. <laughs> so welcome to White Castle. What's going on at White Castle? Well, they don't have very good chicken sandwiches, but we'll talk about that later. Oh my <laughs> Uh, I've been invited on a research expedition in the South Patag- North Patagonia. Tell them, tell them who you going with, though, Mike. So we got people in here who don't know geography. So where is who? And not listen to our show. So where is the Patagonia, and what is it? Patagonia is a very famous and harsh environmentally uh, mountain range in Chile and Argentina, South the America, southern, the southern part of Chile and Argentina, uh, South America people, South America. Yes, the southern tip of North of South America. Uh, I've been invited there by uh, someone I was diving with uh, in in a course, and he wants to meet. We're going with Sylvia Earle, very famous doctor who did a lot of environmentalist work and is very well known. How old is that woman? Tell people. She's an eighty-five-year-old diver. She's got a ton of awards. She's a lot of people. I walked into the shop today to see about some special equipment for this, and they were like all all kinds of envious. And Sylvia Earle is a big name in, in that. And community. so, how much is this equipment you getting? I need a well. The trip, the, the the trip is paid for. Everything from the flight to the food to everything in between. But free. But I need. So this is cold water diving. There's iceberg. There's going to be glaciers in the water. It's freezing. You need. I need my own dry suit. And dry suits are not easy to get. They have to be custom made and custom fitted because they keep all the water out, and it's like a three thousand dollar piece. Equipment. Oh my god! <laughs> so, Mike, tell them what you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna contribute to this. Because what are you, Mike? You are a whole what pilot? Um, a drone pilot. Yeah, I'm gonna fly the drone for them. I'm going to. I'm a rescue. I, I have some diving certifications that they might be able to benefit from, like equipment specialist and rescue. So, if Sylvia Earle unfortunately has an accident because she's super old, <laughs> that would actually terrify me. You see me on the news though, for sure. You can be shocked. Be like. Young boy in over his head tries so are you to... you going to be on Net Geo? Mike, you a whole-ass Avenger. Like... <laughs> yeah, no, my so... nigga, is you the Winter Soldier? What the hell? That is crazy. You're going to inflate my ego more than it probably <laughs> should be. But, yeah, it's going to be really cool. There's, I was reading going, the... Uh, he's also going to Egypt soon, too, to go diving. October, yeah. Well, I, and Lebanon next year, I think. I think I'm going to do... I think I have these three trips. I'm going to do the Patagonia in March... Lebanon, which is where we're from, and I've never been there in like the summertime, July, and then uh, Egypt in October. Oh, so you yeah, Lebanese? You spicy yeah. white? Okay. I, uh, a, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> you spicy white? That's funny. That is because Lebanese Lebanese food is spicy as shit. Yes, it is. Yeah, he's yeah, spicy so, white. So we're going. I'm going to go see. You know, my dad is not happy about that. He's uh, being born there. He's terrified for my safety, uh, but. I'm going with uh, my friend and his family, so we'll see about that. That that is a, the the big priority for me is this Patagonia trip. Now, I don't think 
I was at the shop today to see about what I can do, and they they're talking about kind of maybe doing something with the the suit, so that I don't have to buy the whole thing. So we're working on that, but I do have to buy the undergarments, which are the part that keep you the suit that I need does not keep you warm; it keeps you dry. You need to wear a special thing under it that I have to buy. That's going to cost me about six hundred dollars, and that's going to be me. Also, got to be special order, and it's laced with silver. The silver keeps the, the heat inside. Yep, That's see? why it's so expensive. It's see, Lauren, you're not used to all this whiteness. What'd you say? You broke up. Can you hear me? Am I clear? Mike, is you. All right, a little technical difficulty, but uh, Mike had did a lot of white shit, and Lauren was astonished by the whiteness. I am. Like, he's Batman. This is crazy. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, shit, uh, don't, don't, do that. That. don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Everybody remember what just happened. It's been recorded. <laughs> <laughs> so before we go to Devin's anime corner, uh, just a little FYI. Next week, uh, we're we're going back and rewatching all the Star Wars movies, and uh, next week we're doing episode three, right, Mike? Yes, episode three is next. And so we're going to have on uh, the former former editor at Marvel, uh, Heather Antos. So she's going to be on reviewing episode three, Revenge of the Sith, with us. Didn't she do email. the Thrawn book? Didn't she do She did. She was editor for Thrawn. And in the email, she said, I said, would you like to do our normal show? Or this is, I explained what we're doing. And I said, we can do this or you can just come up with a normal show. And she responded, a chance to talk about my least favorite Star Wars movie. Count me in. So this should be a so, good. Yeah, just a little FYI to check out next week. Uh, that should be fun. She was on before. Uh, and Mike like was acting really crazy because he has like a crush on this woman, <laughs> and so it's hilarious. Um, and so this week he vows to have a shot so he can loosen up and not act so like four shy. Shots. And neither of them did what they so they said they were going to oh, yeah, do before they, they came back. They were supposed. We don't to, know if she did or not. She but was she supposed had to way watch easier. Rick and Morty, right? Yeah, and I was supposed to watch Game of Thrones. But in my defense, three seasons of Rick and Morty versus. Seven of Game of Thrones is so not fair for me. Well, you gotta do what you gotta do. It's a whole year. Mike, Mike. You, ain't, you ain't never watched Game of Thrones. No, I never. <laughs> you really are not white. You ain't. You ain't fully white. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I take that as a compliment. You losing your white card. That's. I mean, but he's Bruce Wayne. He's the he's he's the That's white Bruce. He's the Lebanese Bruce Wayne. That's what Lebanese you got. I've maintained that, that is Batman you. is definitely Batman has some Arab in him. I can tell. Batman's the ultimate white man. Mike, I'm gonna be telling people. I'm like, y'all, I know a guy who's gonna like swim in a glacier. Like, I'm gonna be saying it all wrong. He owns a flamethrower. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing. He also has a flamethrower. He owns a flamethrower. Okay, so when the zombie attack happens, I know who house I'm coming to. Well, I got a bat suit. The bat suit's mine. Peace. It's it's got some Kevlar on it, but that's beside the point. What I was gonna say was, I'm gonna watch. Oh, the yeah, great... and he has a Captain American, sh- a Captain America. Oh, it's right behind me. Can you see me? It's I bullet. see the shield. Yeah, it's, it's right there. Can everybody see? He's a bulletproof can... Captain America shield. Real vibranium. That's. <laughs> um, well, I was gonna say was I was talking to this guy who invited me on this this trip, and uh, we're gonna be watching. The, so the biggest animal on the planet is the blue whale. They're huge, and we're gonna watch their migration. So like a hundred of them in the water. They're massive. They're so gargantuan. I know. They can eat you and not even notice it. But that's never happened in recorded human history. There's also going to be orcas and dolphins. They're and killers. Sea lions. Orcas they kill in captivity. Now, so that's the, the Shamu. Shamu will fuck yeah. you up. Yeah. They fuck you up. In captivity. They, 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 they will literally kill you. Yeah, they toy with their food before they fuck with it. They, they know. Right. 
well, and they they hunt in packs, so like I probably do, and they're they're the assholes of the ocean, but that's all right. I'm sure. We'll I've swam with sharks. After that, nothing's really scary. Uh, fuck you. Uh, you, swam whole black with, and white. you swam with sharks with no teeth. That don't count. No, they had teeth. They were reef sharks. Oh, I thought you said you swam with the sharks with no teeth. But are you Aquaman? Too? That doesn't even count. I do. I did. <laughs> I took a picture underwater with Aquaman's trident, which is over there in the corner. I don't know if you can see it. Oh, Probably. my goodness. See, I see. It there. Can you see it? It's over there in the corner next to my comic. All right. Devin, what have you been watching? Okay, so Black Clover is back. Uh, episode 110. Boruto is amazing. They're doing time travel with Sasuke, going back to the old Naruto days, like the old Naruto, oh. not Naruto Shippuden days, but Naruto really? days. Um, I'm watching uh, Mob Psych, which is an amazing show uh, about this guy that has, like, everybody has, like, psychic abilities in the power, and he's, like, has the most phenomenal powers of all psychic ability in this, this universe, whatever. That's really good. Uh, gun No Life is really good. This guy has a gun for a head, like a a, a six shooter revolver for a head. That's pretty <laughs> interesting. Yeah, it's, it's it's interesting as shit. There's a new Sherlock Holmes anime, um, and it, it's good. It's good. It's it, like if you like crime fighting shit. Like if you like uh, Detective Conan, uh, it's really good. Um, also, what else? Also, I've been watching Assassin's Pride, which is pretty new. Uh, they're in like episode nine right now, but it's literally like these guild of people, like they groom little, little girls to be killers. And there's like classes and like palatins, assassins, samurais and all this other shit. That's pretty cool. Um, and then what have I, what have I really loved lately is, um, just watching a lot of anime movies, um, there's a website I use called GoAnime.video, and you can watch damn near everything on there. Um, and yeah, just enjoy, man. Anime is a a better upgraded version of storytelling that Americans can't do. So I suggest everybody, if you like animation, go ahead and do it as a storytelling event that you'll love. Cool. So uh, I think we'll do this, our new segment, a little bit later. We'll break it up a little bit. Um, all right, let's get into some of these show topics. Uh, you know what? Let's start with something funny uh, in local. Uh, Kanye West showed up at Joe Osteen's church. Bro, I put that shit on my Instagram because I was like, yo, he got a pass, yo. If you get on Joe, you in there, baby. That's, that's Lawrence Hood. So, <laughs> First of all, Lauren, what you going to say? Say something, Lauren. That shit just weird to me. Like I don't know what to say. All that shit is doing is just that album is fire, yo. That album is fire. Everybody got to walk, Lauren. That's what I'm trying to say. Everybody got to walk. Listen, you're you know not gonna I mean? be on my show cooning it up. All right. First of all, I ain't cooning it up. I'm not cooning shit up. I'm just saying, like everybody got to walk. You know what I mean? That man just got his walk, and he just trying to get other people to take their walk. That's all I'm trying. First of all, I just don't trust him, and I think Kanye. I agree. To know that. If anybody gonna buy some shit and, and overdo it, it's them damn MAGA folks because they will fucking support any bullshit oh, yeah. you throw at them. We see they supporting the, the lies that the niggas is telling every day. So, yeah. so <laughs> apparently he did a show at the Harris County Jail. At the jail, yeah. And I just feel like that's horrible. Like you just and not because I I don't want the people to just and I have joy. Like I'm glad they were entertained, but I just feel like you just preying on vulnerable people with your BS. Mm-hmm. 
I don't feel like it's again because like I listened to the album and I was like, yo, I've been that person that be like, God ain't love me, and I won't accept it here. And I mean, it's a walk, you know, it's a walk. But you, you don't see the irony of him going to like the scammer church. Oh yeah, <laughs> of all the places to go. Yeah, all the yeah. churches, all the churches to go. Like, but he couldn't go to Club Low Dollar. You can't so, go to Club Low. Listen, I don't. I mean, he could if he went to TD, he could have went to TD, but he could not go to Club Low. I mean, you want him to go to Jamal Bryant? Jamal Bryant ain't big enough. Is he the Club Low or TD? I mean, I didn't want him to go anywhere, but. Him showing up at Joel Osteen Church is quite comical. Uh, I love it. So I this is it. my thing. Like I say, I'm on a different like journey on a different walk. And so, so I feel like even with it, part of that is like teaching discernment, right? And I just feel like, where is y'all discernment? Like, do y'all know that if y'all, the devil that y'all talk about, the devil literally came from heaven, so he knows the Bible like any mm-hmm. other saint would know. Like, y'all don't know when people are like, BSing you. Like, how do you think they got them slaves on them ships? It was with the mm-hmm. Bible. Like, yeah. You're that person, Kanye. Like you, and then too, another thing, like I said, on some spiritual stuff. His eyes look totally dead to me, and I don't yes. even like looking Ooh, at his face. That's a like, whoa. That's I a real like, thing. I don't like looking at his face. Like he, I was like, y'all. He, it literally makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm not playing. Like I have him muted on different stuff. Like because when he's when I have to scroll, it's scary. It's like it just it's funny to me. Something that's off there. So I was like, I know I'm probably digging too deep, but my eyes. No, you're not though. Because I seen that. Look, they had that picture. That, they had that meme. The other week, when he had on that jean outfit, and they were comparing yeah. him to like when he looking like a denim condom. When he showed up at the awards with uh, Amber Rose, and he had like the Hennessy bottle, and he was like dressed nice, and I was like, man, yeah. he don't even like not even just like his outfit. He just don't even look like the same person. It's a different person. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, somebody like, else in there, and. On some boo hoodoo boo shit. Well, not they not they not African. So what they doing is some wicca. But them Kardashian bitches are some witches. Like it's like one to know one. And hey, everybody that they, they get with, it be something wrong with them. So I'm just like y'all. They hey, first of all, they ain't got Travis yet. They ain't got Travis yet. Travis left. Travis left. Like Travis is a Houston ass young ass nigga. He wasn't with that shit. He left. He bounced. <laughs> He's like Kylie. You're gonna be a single mama, sis, because you know I'm not. I'm, I'm no, it's not gonna work. But how everybody be ending up trash? The only one that made it out was Travis and Chris Humphreys. Yeah, yeah Chris Humphreys facts. doing fine. Seems like that's facts. Uh, Tiger was gluing new hairlines on his head and wearing <laughs> like he, it was. It was them. They be putting them niggas through something. Um, that's facts. This segment I took straight from from Lauren. This is an ode to Lauren and Gabby taking out the trash. <laughs> uh, so these niggas been uh, all up in their girls' uh, daughters' lives recently, and they vaginas. Oh, and God, so, man. at first it was Ti, and you find out that like he's going to the gynecologist with his daughter. That's so check, uncomfortable. That poor girl. To check uncomfortable. Heyman was still in check, and I'm like, uncomfortable. That's not even how that works. Like that's, not, that's works. not how that works. And two. Bruh, like that's what? gross. <laughs> Why the fuck are you broadcasting this shit? She grown and you still checking her pussy like that, bro? Embarrassing that girl. Like, and then he tweeted or he talked about it. Yeah, like he after was, everybody, he, was bra- he was bragging about yeah, it. After everybody dragged him, he's still bragging about it. And then Irv like he's Gotti about to sell her to somebody or something. For some reason, they asked Irv Gotti about it, and he talking about I respect Ti's right to parent. 
And then he goes into a whole thing about like how he was having a conversation with his daughter's boyfriend. And he pulled a gun on him when he talked about sex, like the, the sex talk with her boyfriend. And I'm like, none of this Fuck is him. helpful. Yeah, like, none of this is helpful. And from my experience growing up, um, when parents act like this, the person usually turns into the person they don't want their daughter to be. They're exactly. The they think it's an adverse it is. effect. Yes. It's I, a, I mean, it's not a it's adverse. My issue is when men do stuff like that, they reveal how ultimately like violent. Trash they are, yeah. Well, not how violent they think sex, like how what they think about sex. Like that's what mm-hmm. you think sex is. That's what you think you're doing to other people. Because T.I. loves hoes. Like he literally, you know, and I am Talks saying, about it every day. Like I'm quote unquote like hoes. Like he was dragging that poor Bernice girl around and dragging, you know, tiny through the mud with a whole like, you know. And like I say, ain't nothing wrong with, ain't nothing wrong with it. But you degrade those type of women, and you're so afraid for your daughter to become one because you think sex in itself is something degrading. Like mm-hmm. you think it's something that you're doing to somebody, and how dare somebody do that to your precious daughter? I was like, men telling themselves all the time, all like. The time. Because if you thought sex was something beautiful, if you thought it was something like mutually pleasurable or something amazing, something that should be shared, you wouldn't feel like every time a man is with your daughter or even thinking about it, it's a violation. But you know what you bring into the bedroom with women. Like, that's what you think you're doing to somebody. You think you're sullying them in some way. And it's just weird. But he said some weird shit about Tiny, too. Like, half her pussy belongs to him, Mike, or something, if they ever that divorced. That about right. Some weird shit. Like... What nigga? Like, what's wrong I, with you? I just that, wish more people would fucking treat T.I. like they treat Kanye. Because that nigga be saying nah, fuck shit every niggas, other nah, week, though. I love Kanye, though. What you mean? Like, I saw I some mean, people no, on my friends no. list going... I appreciate, I appreciate your friends list then. But I'm saying, <laughs> niggas be... <laughs> niggas be ready to throw Kanye away. But, like, T.I. say fuck shit every other week. And, like, niggas would be like, nah, nah. Well, but here's then, the thing. The other reason is because... And I was going to say this, is because... What happens is T.I. will come out and he'll say something that's like 45% right on race. Because it's never 100% right. He'll come out and say something that's like 45% right on race. And people be like, look at T.I. backing us up. He a real black man. And I'm like, you know he say fucked up shit all the time, right? <laughs> like, like, you got to be careful who you ally with. Like, um, people like, you know, the other week people was like backing Tariq Nasheed. And I'm like, you know that nigga's t- a whole like MAGA. <laughs> yeah, vibe. you know who Tariq Nasheed is, right? Like he shouldn't be someone you align with. If you're aligned with him, you're probably on the wrong side. Of Mike, I don't know who that guy is either. So let me. I, I don't know, Mike. You don't so know Tariq Nasheed? Nope. He's like, Mike. You know who that is? He's nope. like this dude that sells don't find out, Mike. online, and he got a lot of black men who follow him, and he blames black women for the destruction of the black race. Oh, well, he used I'm to glad be like a pimp. He used to be like an incel, a black incel, yeah. and then he turned into a black hotel, and now he's a black magabot because he hates like black people that are not from America. Oh, okay. Like that's saw, oh, and then in this section, I saw who was the black dude. I just saw it on my fucking timeline the other day. Um, oh, Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> And so Judge Joe, well, I don't know why anybody's even talking to him, but somebody was talking to Judge Joe Brown, and he was like, um, it is it is disrespect to the black man that they wanted to put Harriet Tubman on a $20 bill before a black man. Oh, wow. Wow. If, he, if, any, black, out. if any black person should be recognized like that, should be a black man first. I said, why wow. is anybody even talking to Judge Joe Brown, first of all? <laughs> I didn't know he was alive. <laughs> hey, don't do it like that. 
That is Man. so trash. But that's funny. That's trash. That was an ode to the two woke girls because they have that segment every time, and I love it. Uh, so yeah, that's the trash. Uh, all right, let's get into some better news. Uh, Disney Plus, what y'all think so far? I love it. I hate it because Disney is fucking evil, but that shit. Why they I mean, evil I'm, for? Because they give you the shit you want? <sighs> Pretty much. <laughs> so I used to I used to have a theory that we were gonna live like in, inside of a big Walmart bubble, right? And then I used to think, well, maybe it'll be an Amazon bubble. But now, no, we're gonna be living in a fucking Disney bu- bu- bubble. And happy as shit though. Like, yeah, happy as shit, but it's going to be like a huge, like, Disney dome, and we're going to all work for the Disney Corporation, and we just going to be little drones, because Look. that was the most joy that a lot of, like, people our age has had in in years, maybe. In years, yes. Like, I know it's some niggas that ain't been happy since Obama got elected the first time, like, who was like, <laughs> y'all, it's fucking tailspin on TV again. Like, yeah. So, <laughs> so what'd you watch? We're going to all be working for the Disney Corporation inside of a huge Disney dome. And, you know, I guess fine, whatever. I guess it's better than the Amazon dome. So what you what have you watched so far? I've watched Endgame, like, countless times. I've watched Tailspin, Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Oh, Darkwing Duck. Uh, you watched Gummy Bears yet? I I did not like bonkers. We watched Gummy Bear. Okay. We watched... Mike, do you know what Darkwing Duck is since you're a Batman yes. fan? Yes. Really? He's the same person, Mike. He's the same person in the animated version. I love Darkwing they had some good. We had good ass songs. Like it, them was some real niggas. Yeah. Like third scene, those thing songs is real. Yeah, Tailspin and Darkwing Duck. Even the original Ducktales song. Yeah. I mean, like they 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 was playing some horns. Like that was some real <laughs> instrumentation <laughs> happening with that shit. Did you uh, watch X Men the animated series? Yes, and that shit made me hella mad. Like I had. To, <laughs> how they fuck your whole like like these movies is fucked up. I forgot how irritated that show made me because them damn Sentinels. Like, that was just a huge <laughs> waste of money. Like, the big ass really Sentinels. No them Sentinels is coming to take they that life. one scene where a Sentinel was like hiding on the side of a building. It's that big as fuck. That shit pissed me off. He was hiding behind his big ass behind a building. If y'all don't go get that fucking $8 million piece of equipment and sit his ass down somewhere. What we're going to take one of me and my, me and my, me and James have this thing where like it's hard to watch X-Men because we just feel like if we had powers, if, if I, if I had, if all the power I had was the fucking frog lick my tongue out power, you're not going to oppress me regular human being that has not mutated like Everybody's gonna die, and I was just like, I always say, I would kill the president on TV or his child. Oh shit! And be like, leave me alone. Like, yes. do y'all want to play You would this be, game? you would be in the brotherhood. We definitely see the brotherhood. Right. Listen, they have t-shirts. So we did a podcast on the new X Men books. Um, it's called House of X and Powers of X, and basically they're rebooting the X Men. And they so they show you like these different futures, and they find out like the X Men always like the mutants always lose. They always the people always rise up and try to kill them all. And so now they got this new island called Krakoa, where they got like these drugs that can cure cancer and stuff for all these human beings. So Professor X is back, and he's on his like true gangster shit now. Him and Magneto and Apocalypse all live there together, so they're oh, wow. all on the same page. And so he gets he pro, he projects to everybody's mind. And he's talking shit to him. He's basically talking to him like, my whole dream was that humans and mutants would live alike and be together. And I've tried, I've saved y'all lives so many times. And while, and then, but y'all just sit back and watch how people just commit atrocities to us. Even the superpowered humans watch millions of us die for no reason. He was like, now we got these drugs that can cure cancer and all your ailments. And there was a time I would have gave them to you for free. 
but that time isn't happening anymore. And he's like, he's basically like, uh, I used to think that we would be together and that we were equal, but now I realize that we are better than you and that the guy that y'all used to live to, we're your guy now. It was like this whole thing, this whole speech Professor X was giving the humans. And I was like, that's exactly what mutants should have always yeah. been doing. <laughs> yeah. So they basically okay. like established their own country and it was just like, Mutants live by mutant law now. If a mutant commits a crime, he needs to be extradited to our country, and he will deal with our punishment. But he's no longer abiding by human laws and human punishment anymore. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Like, they're doing, they're going super, like, radical in that analogy. And I was like... Do y'all watch Snowfall? I need to watch it. People keep telling me to watch it. I have not watched it yet. It's good, but it's good. It's a scene where he goes to like jail or whatever and he just gets beat up and like the next day he comes back and he like threatens them niggas. I was like, that's how I would be threatening them people as if I was Professor X. Like, yeah, I'm coming to y'all neighborhood, your children, everybody's is that's it. I'm not playing with y'all. I can make you kill yourself with blinking my eyes. Why Damn. do you want to play with me? Like, I don't I would have got inside that man striker would have thought about he would have thought about them sentinels. He would have been doing the sketches and out of wood in his mind and had his pencil at his eye, like if you keep going with this. <laughs> Do you want to see where this goes? I'm not playing. Like I'm just. I'm not playing with y'all. I'm not playing with y'all. Me and Jean Grey. We gonna. We tearing everything up. <laughs> Mike, have you watched anything on Disney Plus besides Star Wars? Uh no, pretty much just Star Wars. <laughs> I'm on a big Star Wars side right now. So yeah, I'm. I'm spending a lot of time watching that. After I'm still catching up on my. Did you shows. guys watch the Mandalorian yet? Though. Yeah, I watched yes. the Mandalorian. Okay. I didn't watch the first episode. So I haven't watched right. it, but I love Baby Yoda. Oh, you saw it? You saw Baby Yoda? I just saw Baby Yoda. I just saw it's so adorable, right? I love Baby Yoda. Devin didn't see it, so you don't know. I'm jealous. Mandalorian is dope. It's everything. Mandalorian is dope. And it's like, like the first episode, they like mm-hmm. cut somebody in half. Like, it's dope. But again, I watched, I watched Rebels. Yeah, I, need so to watch I love Rebels. We I know what the Mandalorian is about that life. I'm rewatching Rebels, actually. Oh, I'll, you know what? I'm going to do it with you then. Fuck it. Oh, good. I'm only on episode three. I'll wait for you. Okay. So, speaking of uh, these streaming services, so there's a new one coming out called HBO Max, and it seems like it's got a lot of dope shit. Like, they're doing a Green Lantern TV show there. Um, oh, shit. It's, but it's more expensive than the other ones. It's going to be $14.99. They signed, oh, like, this, they signed exclusive rights to Friends and... I think this is what I didn't understand. This is what I didn't like at first. I read that Sesame Street's going to be on there, and I'm like, oh, I don't like that. I'm like, Sesame Street should be on PBS, like. For no, it's still. I mean, but, but I Sesame think it's Street's still going to be on there. HBO. Yeah, but Sesame Street's been gonna, on HBO for years. I know. I don't I'm saying, know I think it's not. still going to yeah. be on PBS. I think. I think I just said like first run stuff is going to be on HBO Max, then it's going to be on PBS like a week later or something like that. Which isn't too bad as long as it still comes on there every day. Um, but mm, I don't trust that. <laughs> I don't either. I don't either. Whenever um, they get tired of doing it, they're gonna be like, "Okay, no more PBS. It's only on here now." But they're also moving. I just they just announced that Doom Patrol is not going to be on DC Universe anymore. It's going to be on HBO Max. And so I was wondering if Green Lantern is going to HBO Max and Doom Patrol is going to HBO Max, what's the point of DC Universe anymore? Who's who's gonna? That's gonna. Who's gonna? What's gonna be left on there? Uh, young Justice. Young Justice is the only thing left on there. I mean, Young Justice is great, but why wouldn't they just move that to HBO yeah. Max? Exactly. I I feel like DC Universe is gonna be turned into Marvel Unlimited, which is fine if it's just for comic books. Um, 
But I think as it is con- constituted now, it's probably a wrap. Um, also, with uh, these streaming services, the Marvel What If show that's going to be on Disney Plus, um, Robert Downey Jr. will be back as Iron Man, and he's rumored to be playing an AI version of himself in a TV show with Riri Williams as Ironheart at some point. What? Yep. Now that's those I shows are gonna that. be dope. They because they, so they already let Riri have her own where's series, the, the Winter Soldier um, show, and all that. Where is that? That comes out in Disney Plus. Yeah, that's in Disney yeah. Plus. Comes okay. out in a few months, probably like probably that's, in the middle yeah, of twenty twenty. I want to see that. So you got Captain, a Black Captain America on Disney Plus. You got She Hulk that's gonna be on Disney Plus. You got Kamala Khan, the first Muslim American superhero, getting a TV show on Disney Plus. And then you might get a black woman, Ironheart, getting the show. And you also it's going to be real, real, real POC and black up in this bed. You also got Monica Rambeau on the Scarlet Vision show with, um, what's my girl name? Tayana Parrish from um, um, Bill Street is going to be playing Monica Rambeau as an adult. Because we saw her as a little kid in Captain Marvel. Yeah, we saw baby Monica. Yep, she's going to be playing Monica growing up. She's going to be on the Scarlet oh, Vision show. Shit. So yeah, Disney is is definitely um, putting their money where their mouth is uh, in regards to those types of. I things. wish they could bring. I mean, I didn't watch it that much, but I would maybe like to watch it like oh episodes. But bring uh, what's the girl name? Agent Agent Carter. Agent Carter. Oh yeah, but, um, um, Haley Atwell. Yeah, because like I said, it's not something she's going to be like, back. I wanted so to watch the first, weekly, but I would like to be in. Well, they're not doing Agent Carter, but the first episode of the Marvel What If sh- ep- uh, show is going to be if uh, Peggy Carter became Captain America instead of Steve. Oh, that's crazy. So that's what the, that's the first episode of that show. So she's going to be on that show as Captain America. I think the only thing I just want to address is did they have a conversation that he like fucked her knees? Like, that's all I want to know. You like, know, he did. I just need to know. Like, you know I need to know how that went. When he went back in town, he was like, look, let me tell you some weird shit happened. And, you know, me and these got down, but it's fine now. Like, I'm back here and it's all good. Also, for a white girl, Haley Atwell is kind of thick for a white girl. Oh, yeah. She, and she's, yeah, she's really, she's actually, she's actually pretty pretty. But. Yes. So, you I know Steve it. was about that. But, you know, Chris Evans is. You like, know, he got, he, he dips <laughs> in, in the chocolate. Yes, palm. you know, he does. Uh, the, I never forget that video. Someone was filming him he trying to with get that his black girl song, number. Trying to get that girl number. With the That's so on. good. <laughs> he was I don't even know who was the but it looked like a nigga tracksuit. That that was not a white <laughs> tracksuit. Oh my god. Um, all right. Speaking of what we were talking about and uh, that, but uh, let's go to the gaming news. Uh, so Glad and Microsoft are collaborating uh, for a major playable transgender character. Um, on the upcoming uh, Life is Strange franchise. Well, that's cool. I mean, it's about time. Which is about but... time. But, and, you know, these things are you just like, it should be about time. Especially for, like, especially for video games, right? In a video game world. Like, <laughs> In a video game world, especially. Everybody um, should be praising and accounting for. So, they're doing a trans man. Uh, his name is Tyler Ronan. Uh, it says, and they're working, at least like they're going to someone so they can try to get it right, at least, or at least as right as possible that a video game company is going to get. Uh, set in a small town, Alaska, the story follows two twins, Tyler being one of them, who used their uh, sibling bond to uncover memoirs 
of a loving yet troubled childhood. Tyler's described in a statement by Nick Adams, director of transgender representation at GLAD, as a fully realized and daring character whose story is not reduced to simplistic trans tropes. One of the things that GLAD did that was especially helpful was they gave us a history lesson, not just in games, but in media as well, the good and the bad. Uh, it's been really important for everyone on the project to understand the history of LGBTQ representation and transgender representation in games to make sure we did our best to get it right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's good to hear. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Life is Strange is really dope, so I have no doubt that the game is going to be good. It's super emotional, so I can imagine what this might be, uh, but it's it's emotional just as it is um, when you play that game. Um Mike knows about this. What? What? what yeah, good. My, my son is the big gamer, so I wonder if that's something that he knows about. Life is Strange mm-hmm. is something that like anybody can play. It's a turn-based game, so essentially, I mean, not turn-based. It's a um, a story-based game. So essentially, like you go through the story and then you get options. So like it'll just be, it's like a movie, but then certain parts of the movie you get to choose how the character reacts. So for example, like if you play like the Walking Dead game. Uh, with Clementine's like this black girl that's the main character in that you'll run up on somebody and then it'll be like kill this person maim this person walk away or trust this person and you get to choose and based on your actions is how the movie plays out and what happens mm, okay so that's kind of how that is um middle school student Mike you could tell the audience a little bit more about this middle school student suspected of using gaming app to plot a deadly school shooting uh, and they were going to use the app Discord. Mike, can you tell yeah. the people what Discord is? Discord is a <clears throat> I would channel-based chat room. I would best describe it as. So you like I have a Discord, and like if I'm in like three different channels, so it's basically like it, it's weird because it's like most of the channels that I'm in, all my friends are in the same channels. But for example, I have a, a Call of Duty channel, I have a Rocket League channel, and then there's like, um, you know. I think I have a, a like a like a channel that has sub channel. It gets a little confusing, but basically, like if I'm playing Rocket League and I'm with my friends, I just get on the Discord and they can see that I'm online and they can join in. And there's like a text thread and then there's like a voice thread, so you, you everyone could be on a call. You can have as many people on the call uh, or in the chat room. So, like yeah, I'm in I'm in three. So I have the the Call of Duty one and you can you know, type in it and then you can have like like this one is so big. There's like 40 people in it, and so there's different sub channel so there's like general chat you know talking about different things. there's like talking about this talking about that whatever whatever and you just go in there and post what you want i would say it's like reddit and mm, reddit and twitch maybe at a bit well it's not streaming it's kind of confusing but it's channel-based chatting so how popular is discord with gamers very popular it's like the leading most people communicate through discord on, on the Especially for it's very popular with like like you can join discords and not with your like I could join like there's there's discord channels for like the general community for like different things so like and a lot of my friends play um, League of Legends I don't I'm not really into that type of stuff but there's like you can join the main one there's like millions of people in it and you can talk to other people and get advice or like you know so it's that like I could like yeah I could for join, a toxic environment <laughs> well I think this a bunch it, of gamers in a chat. Uh huh. It gets annoying too. Actually, like I get noticed. Like, there's one that I'm in with all my friends from high school, and I just want to get out. I just want to leave it actually because it's like I don't play any of their games, and it's just like it's just annoying notifications. So, but 
So this was in New York. Three middle school students were charged with second-degree conspiracy and accused of planning an armed assault on Carl I. Burgesson Middle School. Uh, To communicate their plans, the students are suspected of posting threatening messages and images via an app called Discord, described on the website as an all-in-one voice and text chat for gamers. Um, The plan, which allegedly included a specific date for the attack, was discovered earlier this week after a student made an online threat. This prompted law enforcement to open an investigation, which deemed the threat credible. Investigators later found an unspecified number of guns. What? In the students' home. So the parents got a whole bunch of guns. They were going to take their parents' guns. What is going on? Um, Abdullah Police Chief Roland Nene said in a news conference that the intention of the three students was to enter the school with explosives and incendiary devices, incendiary devices and firearms to kill and injure students and staff. The fuck is going on, though? Like, real talk. Like, how are these kids getting this stuff? And, I mean, I still just remember laying in the bed, like, last Tuesday and literally seeing, like, kids in California evacuating the school at 8 yep. Bitch, I just got there. What the fuck is going on? I just got there, and I got to evacuate the school, like... We got to do something about gun control And it looks the country. same every time. Every like, time. It happens so much. They're always in that single file line walking out. And I was like, we are so desensitized to this. It's crazy. And the shit just happened again. Um, yeah, it was another one, another shooting. It's, it's another place in California, yeah. At this point, it's just like, oh, it was another shooting. As sad as it is, that's what happens. It's just like... Damn, it was another school shooting. That's sad. Well, like when nothing happened, I, and I say this all the time, like I knew it was nothing ever was gonna happen when Sandy Hook happened. We like babies. Oh yeah, got the babies, like, yeah. Straight up white babies, like yeah. it was white babies, like white and, upper class babies. Yeah, white upper class babies, and I, I'm because I remember that made me cry because I was reading, I forgot what I was watching, but the parents, you know, it obviously happened so close to Christmas. They had already bought gifts and stuff for their children, you know, not thinking, and so that like tore me up. I remember sitting at the kitchen table like boo hooing, and I was just like, yeah, like nobody's ever gonna do anything about this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. no, just to see, oh, President Obama just really not even being able to put in the words. Like hit me, and because these are babies, like little they don't know children, what, they don't know what to do in situations like this. They most of them think it's a game, and we just it's 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 fun, and then to, for them to die, and just not really understand how the gravity. Yeah, how scared those kids were, and then like just even thinking about like when I drop my kids off, and sometimes we're in a rush. Like you know, I make sure no, I make sure I say I love you. I make sure like I hug them because I'm like. You know, I don't ever foresee anything like that happening, but I do think about those parents who are hurrying up and trying to drop those kids off and not realizing that was going to be the last time you mm-hmm. saw your baby. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nah, it's a, it's a, it's, I don't know. And or even you scolded, you scolded them, you know what I mean, before they got out of the yeah, car. Yeah, like, like, hurry up or just whatever. And it just makes me so mad because, like I say, all you hear is that, you know, our guns, our guns, our guns. And I'm just like, y'all, y'all can't, y'all. Y'all yeah, not gonna stop government tyranny with a motherfucking AR like, <laughs> no, like no, that's the most so, ridiculous thing ever. Why? Just I wish I I would just rather him come out and say we just want to we we want guns because we know niggas and Hispanic people is walking around and we want to make sure that we can stop them. Like I would respect that so much more than you trying to pre- like prevent say you're gonna prevent some tyrannical. No, you're not. Like the government can release some smoke into the air that's some type of chemical and take us all out if they wanted to. Like or drop and, a nuke, <laughs> roll over you with a tank. Like, I just, I don't know. And and those very same people are the same ones who, like, just believe that police just have, like, the right to do anything they want to anybody. And I'm like, that's your government tyranny. 
We like, also y'all won't even. We also don't get the right to have guns like that too, right? Because like no. whenever a black person has a gun legally and something happens with the police, the NRA ain't never there. The or a never, toy. They, Even with a toy. Yeah. I remember those same people were saying, well, why did he have a, why did Tamir Rice have a toy gun? Like, are y'all insane? I'm from Texas where kids get guns. It's like birthday gifts. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's deal with the tech news and then we'll do Mike's segment. Um, so those of us on Twitter and social media a lot know this. Uh, I know Lauren knows this and I know this. Dev is not on social media that much, neither is Mike, but there's been this. I mean, this really came popular a little bit around 2015 and 2016, and it's been like that ever since. But there's a bunch of fake black people on Twitter. <laughs> and what? Yeah, it's this thing where it's like these people that are in there, but as a black person, I you know, and but it's it's fake, and you can and you can and you can tell, tell it's fake. You can kind of tell there's there's. Because their bio would be something ridiculously stereotypical black or something like that. And, and the AAVE is always terrible. That's yes. always the killer. And so these things are on the rise. And so there's this article about it. And it's like, if you follow Donald Trump's Twitter feed, you may have noticed several prominent accounts that appear to be profiles belonging to black people high up on his Twitter feed of responses. Some of these accounts have thousands and thousands of followers. Others even have a blue Twitter check mark, which goes into the whole thing with Twitter that people always talk about. Um, on their names. Yet exactly who is behind these accounts is ambiguous. The rise of bots in the guise of black people on social media remains a worrisome issue heading to the 2020 election. This is a big thing in the politics sphere, too. Take, for instance, the Twitter account of Ryan Hill, MI, a.k.a. Ryan Hill. This account has a blue check mark, which supposedly means it was vetted by Twitter and confirmed to be an actual person. Yet a Google or Bing search on Ryan Hill, Michigan, only yields results of white male lawyer in Michigan and nothing about a young black man in the Michigan area. I reached out to the Ryan Hill account on Twitter. I asked him about doing the interview and providing some background information. The conversation turned bizarre, as you can see from the below screenshot. So he basically says, like, journalism is typically predicted on legitimate sources and the actual facts, not spacious, and that is a generous characterization of rumor and fantasy other than the firm unequivocal. So he starts going off until, like, I'm real. He's like, lady, please get a life. I'm real. I am black. 55%. SSA per my 23 and me. <laughs> no black person would ever say that. Ever say that. No. <laughs> no, there is not a single black person that would say. He, so he's basically <laughs> listing how, why he's really black. He says, one, I am real. Two, I am black. 55% SSA per my 23 and me. Three, I'm not interested in granting you an interview. And four, I get quite a few death threats and I'm not interested in making it easier for people. This is something that happens all the time. Here's the thing. People like us, Clearly understand that this is fake. Right. But white people don't, or they don't want to. And a lot of this is done by oh, Russia. he's black. A lot he's of these are black. Russian bots, too. So this was part of the Russian interference in the election was created. So what they did in 2016 was they made these black people, and they did it in a way to get black other black people to, to not vote Democrat in the presidential election or in general elections anyway. And so they would go on there, and they would, bring up some legitimate issues that black people have with the Democratic Party, but they would shape it in a way to say that this is why you can't vote this way and you either don't vote or you need to vote for Trump. Um, and they do, they're doing that all throughout different elections um, in the presidential and in local elections to try to sway other black voters and to try to get white voters. And then white voters, are white politicians are using these fake black accounts as some type of 
way to say that like we're doing good for black people. So it's another way that tech is just kind of like fucking with us uh, really bad. Um, and it's often at the it's often at the expense of black women because these black people, these fake black accounts, are like never black women, and they're always never. super hard on black women. They're always black men, always, and it's really ridiculous. So that was an interesting article to read. Um, Here's another one. Says Mike is pro all this technology. Here you go, Mike. Some more racist technology for you, Mike. Passport facial recognition checks fail to work with dark skin. You see, passport. Mike. Yes, passport. So that's the, crazy. The facial recognition. But I found out that the soap dispensers don't even pick up our skin. Yeah, I, we talked yeah. about that on the show. That's why they don't work? Yeah. Yo, like that shit happens to me so often, mm-hmm. and I'd be like. Every time it doesn't happen, I'm like, fuck Brandon. Fuck you, Brandon. Because, like, I didn't know it was a thing. I just thought it was, like, a fucking just a mechanical thing. And now I know it's a me thing. And I'm like, like, you a nigga. <laughs> you don't need clean hands, motherfucker. You don't need clean hands. Uh, shit's terrible. So it said, when it launched a new password checking service, the home office knew that it had trouble handling some, quote, shades of skin. Uh, the facial recognition technology failed to recognize the features of some people with either very light or dark skin. The problem had become apparent during trials of the service. The government says that the users can override the automated check if necessary. Facial recognition maps a person's features from a computer scan image. The results then compared against a database containing previously created interest. So basically, people were going to scan their passport. These black people were going to scan their passport. And it was basically being like, no, you, this isn't real. It's fake. You don't exist. It's like, this is a fake passport. Because they couldn't, it couldn't be established with their... Um, database of pictures that it's going up against, which, you know, with the wrong person doing that scan can be a real problem and threaten someone's life. Um, and then speaking of that, they had these cameras. They had some Boston. They had these um, these facial recognition cameras that's supposed to be used to help with crime, quote unquote. And of course, it was um, it, it came out and said that like this New England Patriots player was the person that did this crime. And they were, like, in another city for the game. So, ridiculous. Uh, okay, and then the last tech story before we get to Mike's segment is we talk about this often on the show, and I don't think, I don't know if Lauren knows about this, but this is a reoccurring topic on the show because I'm quite concerned about this trend. Um, but a company has created a sex robot that can breathe and talk. Are you happy about that, Mike? I, I'm not into the sex robot thing. You like, shut up. You will be. You, you will be. The AI. Yeah, that's not the same. So, Lauren, what's your opinion <laughs> on sex robots? I mean, I don't want to say I don't. I don't have an opinion because I feel like everything it always turns bad and always affects black <laughs> women. But <laughs> I just, that's I don't trash. Know. I mean, I just do. I just feel like some kind of way, some kind of way, like the train, the, the harming black women train is never far behind. But oh, man. So this I, is going to be a whole bunch of sex robots out here that just break these black women. It's going to be start, like turning the Terminator or something. And be okay. Like, <laughs> initial th- I don't know. Like, it'll be, I don't know. But I don't know. That's always been interesting to me because when you watch like, especially like dystopian, like futuristic movies, like they always have like some element of like hologram sex worker or robot sex worker. And I'm, I know that's like a, a future thing. I mean, people all have 
similar shit right now, but it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I love Terminator and I'm sorry that shit scares me. Like, we're gonna fuck around, it's gonna be a singularity and them things gonna take us out the game. They're gonna take us right on out the game. So I don't know if it's worse or better that they're creating a sex robot that can breathe and move its limbs like a person and talk. Or if it's, I don't know if that's worse. I know or it's better. worse. I, I know it's know. worse. I don't know what that means. I don't know why. Uh, I think it's on the, it's getting a little out of hand. A number of sex bot companies are working to build more technology advanced models. Um, a manager of sex doll research told the tabloid friend that works with multiple contractors and are working on arm movements, breathing, uh, having conversations, and more. Um, it will have a chest cavity that breathes. I, I don't understand. I don't need that. If I'm trying to bust a nut, like, I don't, I don't care that you breathe in it. Like, I just need that shit. To I think it's there. weirder because then you just have this, like, lifeless thing Oh, no, because, no, first of all, then you're, you're, you're looking in the mirror like, I am a terrible human being. Like, are you, I, like, trying yeah. to create a slave? Like, something that reminds you of real... Is this, is this like, the, the... Is this supposed to be, like, the fantasy of guys who are just, like... I wish I could just dominate a woman and make them do whatever I want, but it's illegal, so I won't do it. Like the people who think that. But God, so I they, just want to bust a nut. So then they I, get a sex robot that can do that? Like, I don't... I, and see, when people say that, I always think about, like, people who are predatory, what makes them happy is, like, the real the real fear in that person. Right. And so they're going to always know, you know what I mean, it's a robot. Like, I could just maybe see some... Because, you, know, so you know, I took this, like, it was, oh, gosh, years ago. I've been out of college for a while. But it was a college sexual deviance class. Mm-hmm. And part of what the class was teaching us, first of all, that the word deviance doesn't necessarily mean good. I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean bad. bad. Yeah. It just means outside of the norm. And so we just learned about all these different types of people. Like, there's a difference between a person who falls in love with a doll versus, like, an inanimate, like, a chair or whatever. Like, those are two different groups of people. Mm-hmm. And so there are some people who genuinely, like, love inanimate objects and dolls and shit because they just wish no real human interaction. And they're not necessarily trying to be predatory. Mm-hmm. They just have a different level of attraction, I guess, to an object. So, you know, I don't want to, like, I guess, oh, that's kink shaming or whatever it is, you know, erasing people who love that way. But I just, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. I, that ain't, that's, I don't know. That's not my thing. It's also really sexist. We talked about this on the show before. Oh, because yeah. whenever you see these sex robots, there's never, no, there's never males, the male sex robot. It's always right, right, right. women. Yeah. yeah like I was wondering, ne- yeah. Well, because when you think about who's designing these robots, like it's probably exactly. not a lot of women, you know, just mm-hmm. in the room um, being able to like be on those teams and say, well, hey, you know, women also like sex and women might like sex with an you know, Oh, no, a, you can't talk about a that. A doll or whatever. You can't talk about that in public, Lauren. Come on. Women and are see, supposed men to be. Get so funny about stuff. Like, y'all, like, men will like chop women up, like, oh, yeah, I want a sex doll because these hoes don't listen. But like, the minute like a woman was like, oh, I would rather have a, you know, a sex doll because men are like emotionally unintelligent. Like, men start going crazy, like, well, bitch, fuck you, sweat. Damn, like. <laughs> All it takes is one woman saying, you know what? I think I want a sex doll because I can make it have a 12-inch stick and I don't need a man. Yeah, and men start, like, they take it so personal. Mm-hmm. Like, the whole thing about, like, like gold, like, you know, men hating gold diggers or whatever. Like, don't talk to the gold diggers then. Talk to a woman who wants you broke. But, <laughs> like, they don't want the gold diggers to exist at all. Like, no, like, how dare there be a woman out there who would pass me up because I got holes in my drawers and I'm on Boost Mobile. Like, But you know what? At the same time, shit. there's so many men out there who are trying to quote, 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 get, quote, those. quote get money yeah. just so they can get those yeah. type of women. 
Exactly. <laughs> I was like, man, y'all created and designed a system that made everything transactional, especially mm-hmm. romance. Now that it's not benefiting you or it's not working quite as well as it used to, like you want to like take your toys and go home. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. All right, let's get into this new segment we have, Fact or Fiction. Uh, Mike is going to read three stories to us and three headlines and maybe a little bit from the story. And then uh, Lauren, Devin, and I are going to have to guess if the story is real or if it's fake. Uh, Mike, go ahead. All right, I got three headlines for you. Let's start with this first headline. California legalizes eating roadkill. That's just fake. That's got to be fake. If they would have said Texas or Mississippi <laughs> or Alabama, then I'd be like, yeah. But I just, I, it's hard for me to see all those like sushi eating Californians. That's Bougie has electric car yeah. charging in every store. Like, but here's the thing California, Tesla, like, scrape up some roadkill. I don't know. California is also like super like hip, hippie, hipster, like carefree. And they're probably like, I should have the right to. Eat. Well, I guess that's like a no waste lifestyle. Like there are some people who are like no waste. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I could, you know what? Nothing is impossible. That could be real. <laughs> Mike, go ahead, man. Dive so, in, dive Lauren, in. are you going real or fake? I'll say real. Devin, real or fake? It's fiction, like shit. Yeah. I'm saying fake. Mike, what is it? You're all wrong. No, we're not. No, all Lauren, Lauren said Lauren, real. real. Which one of us is oh, wrong? All right, uh, it's real. It's a real thing. Okay, read the first paragraph. So, <laughs> I can't believe uh, it. <laughs> uh, otherwise known as the Roadkill Bill, the new Wildlife Traffic Safety Act, signed into law by Governor Gavin Newsom last week, sets California on the path to legally eating thousands of pounds of wild game that's left on roads every year. The act establishes three to-be-determined pilot regions where motorists will be allowed to, quote, salvage meat from animals accidentally killed in vehicle collisions, deer, elk, prangor antelope, and wild pigs. Drivers and passengers. Hold on, what are the animals again? Deer, uh, wild pig, and antelope. Drivers and passerbys will use an app developed by the state's Fish and Game Commission to report accidental collisions. If the animal's dead, the motorist would automatically receive a salvage permit. <laughs> the animal is alive and injured. State authorities will be called in. If they decide to kill the animal, then they can be turned over to the public. Currently, it's illegal for anyone except state agents to collect roadkill. Oh, 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 so I'm you like, hit that shit, you can put it in the back of your car. Yes. Somebody's gonna open a restaurant, and it's gonna yes. be all roadkill. Oh, and that's a California. That's so California. That's such a California thing. You're absolutely right. And it's uh, gonna be like eighty dollars a plate. All right, uh, Lawrence, one for one. Me and Devin are zero for one. Go to number two. Okay, uh, so I picked five. So let me see which one I like more here. Oh, uh, okay. Let's go. <laughs> Warner Brothers reportedly files patent for hashtag release the Snyder Cut merch. Release the Snyder Cut merchandise, external version of the film allegedly, extended version of the film allegedly releasing soon. Fact or fiction? I think that's fact because I've seen all the people, I've seen Gal Gadot and all these other people on Twitter talking about release the Snyder Cut. And I'm just like, what's wrong with y'all? Why do y'all want this film to come out? Who wants the Snyder Cut of Justice League? Who's asking for that? I'm going to say fiction because I hope it's fiction. <laughs> just because I'm, that's, that's what I I am with you, Lauren. I don't want this to be a thing. I, but I don't want that to be if a you, thing. If they gave me the, the Robin with the axe and it actually cuts the kid's head off, I'm down with that, though. 
I I'm just I, I I we've been through enough with the Justice League and, and DC movies. Such I, a trash I, movie, goddamn. I've church. been I mean fucking Steppenwolf. Like I'm I'm no, it, it's it's that's like, not even a thing. What is he? Like each one of them motherfuckers got twenty of their own villains. Like <laughs> y'all couldn't fucking nobody, not brainy. They couldn't nobody. even do no, Dark Side. They did Steppenwolf. The fucking baby. They could have. I would have been happier with Zombie Bane. Like, bring that nigga back and let him break Batman's back again. Like, whatever. <laughs> I, I just that should have been everything, though. <sighs> Valid, Mike. What's the answer? What's the verdict? I was manipulating you. This is fake. I know. Oh, yeah, okay. I'm both okay. for two. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, I figured that I could get you because of all the, the celebrity outcry for for some reason for release aesthetic, but it's not happening. So there you go. They need to let that rest. Sorry, this week Gal Gadot had a hashtag. Like a friend of mine was like, she put hashtag um, release the Snyder Cut, and a friend of mine was like, you should stop. You shouldn't bring that up before we start telling the truth about Wonder Woman's third act. And I was dying (laughs) laughing. Um, Um, All right, third one, Mike. Well, that was funny because. Uh, I think what's happening there is that they didn't make there is no Snyder Cut, but they see all the support and how they're trying to like rush one together. You know, now they get it's weird, but that's not that's happening. Who thinks that's a good idea? Nobody. Let, us, let, us, let us have peace. Leave us alone. Let's, it's, just please. And the third one. Bucket of hot diarrhea poured on California woman in random attack. Oh, oh my god. god. That is disgusting. That and is, I can see that being I, true. true but I yeah. Would, that true. Would, Absolutely. I, I think it's true because people are trash. But I hate to say it. You're all right. It is, that oh, actually, yeah. Read the first paragraph. Right. Uh, so I actually, uh, this article came out last week and I saw it when it popped up and it came across. So I got all these, I get all these stories from Reddit because I can't just find normal stories that are boring. And I was like, oh shit, I got to include this. So <laughs> night near Hollywood's walk of fame would change a woman's life. as She was getting into her car and a homeless man sprinted across Hollywood Boulevard, to- Boulevard towards her. I didn't tassel was parked in Hollywood after having a pleasant evening. Okay, we can skip that. Go on. Um, <laughs> it says suddenly a man randomly pulled her out of her car Dragged her to the middle of the street and dumped a bucket of feces on her head. Oh, no! Oh, my God. And public drinking to her. It was diarrhea, hot liquid. I was soaked. This is a quote from her. It was diarrhea, hot liquid. I was soaked, and it was coming off my eyelashes and into my eyes. Oh, my God. Paramedics who came to treat me said there was so much of it on me that it looked like the man was saving it up for a month. Oh rushed to Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital after the girl's test attack when she was tested for infectious diseases caused by contact with, fe- with feces. She'll need to be retested every three months. Oh. It was inside my car because it was so much. He just kept pouring it and splattering it. She said oh. they'd investigate the crime, but her phone calls to the department went unanswered. No! The police had promised to have their victim's advocate reach victims' advocate group reach out to her offer services she said she never got a call she said it was very traumatic the ptsd that she's dealing with is beyond anything she's ever felt there needs to be some kind of help for the victims of these random acts of- <laughs> no but you're the only one you're the only oh one oh my god that's so horrible that's all man was identified charged with battery and taken to jail um he was described as a transient with schizophrenia and psychotic disorders he doesn't need jail time he needs mental health care she said i have empathy for him because he needs help that's dope. Uh, I mean, that's good. I mean, good. she's right. Yeah. But. Yeah, she better than me because I don't... <laughs> boy, I, 
I think I would. I think if that happened to me, I would actually go to jail because I think I would. Yeah, because I would. He got his ass whooped. So this actually prompted me to look into the. Uh, I guess L.A. is one of the worst cities in the country for uh, homelessness. Um, yes. and everything. I don't they have, like, California in general. Yeah, San Diego was really because when we bad. San Diego and 10, 12 years ago, it was all it was. It was really sad because they said the weather is just pleasant year round, so people can just live outside. Yep. Yeah, and I did a bunch of um, I did a bunch of reasons. My my best friend lives over there, and he was telling me that basically like the the politicians have no idea what they're doing, I guess, and they tried to like fix it, and they just made it worse, and they're not tackling the problem, like. They don't. They're just like they're, it reached a point where I was reading the uh, the Wikipedia article for Skid Row, and apparently, like at this point, police and like ambulance, they just dump homeless people into Skid Row and just like, and leave, are not. Yeah. They're just ignoring the problem. They're yeah, just they like rushing it away. Well, yeah. that's what they have in like in Austin and even where I was at today downtown in Houston. And so, like most of, well, even like Greg Abbott, he was trying to like make them move from some area in all downtown Austin. But it's just like, where are you going to move homeless people to? They don't have a home; they're homeless. Mm. And moving them out of the like outside of the city doesn't mean they're not homeless anymore. We just can't see them. Right, right. That's all. But nobody deals with homelessness because was that New York like years ago that was like giving them a bus ticket or or a plane ticket to like? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's several places that have done that. Like mm-hmm. you can go anywhere, just don't come be homeless here. Mm-hmm. It's trash. Um, there's one more story that I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this, but so there's this guy, right, and he got sentenced to life in prison, and he had some type of a heart attack or something, and he oh yeah <laughs> he was dead for like two minutes, and so then he got resuscitated and brought back to life, and now he is suing in court. To say that he has served his life sentence and he should be yeah. free. That's what's, I, that's I what's up. Yeah, I, I'm down with that. The, Nigga beat it. He beat, the, he beat the case. I used to hear like those really weird sentences where they'd be like, you're sentenced to life in, life in prison with like 5,000 more years added to mm-hmm. it. Because them, them judges know like, now nah, this wizard motherfucker come back. He got to go back to jail. Like he can't like die and get out of it. <laughs> So, Yo, I never heard I mean, of that. I never. Heard of that. You know good, how though. they'll be like, it's a ridiculous sentence. Yeah. Like it's, yeah, yeah. A, it's life without parole, but also we're gonna tack like three hundred years on here. Like, right. nigga, where are you gonna go after that? Oh, you, you're to serve consecutive <laughs> licenses. Like, nigga, I only have one life. What, what's going on? Because <laughs> yeah, they they they've seen something. <laughs> they, they know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's finish I'm up. Not like I, I come. Mike, what you think? Yeah, I'm saying, Mike, you think he should he should be free? I think he's a free man. What do you think, Mike? Uh, what was his crime? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, he, probably ate, he probably did something horrible like ate a baby. <laughs> yeah, if he like murders somebody or rapes somebody, or uh, then uh, no. But if he like, you know. I mean, I'm fair. I'm a guy. It's fair, it's fair. He died. Goddamn, he died. He's free. I'm leaning towards. Honestly, I'm leaning towards. That was between free. him and his maker. His maker was like, look, you know, you got one more shot at this. Maybe he'll be a better person. Yeah. <laughs> or he'll eat a baby. Who knows? Um, all right. <laughs> we'll eat a baby. Let's finish up with some movie news. Um, Lauren, did you see the new and improved Sonic trailer? Yes, I did, and that I I I, I was like, you know, if people could like collectively get behind like a social cause like that, we could change this world. We could <laughs> save this planet. <laughs> we could reduce carbon emissions. I mean, we could like get rid of billionaires. We could. Look at that. They went back and redid that whole fucking movie because they gave us a fucking night terror for Sonic at first. 
It cost them forty five million dollars. That's literally what I see in my dreams when I wake up at three o'clock in the morning and standing at the edge of my bed. That was a demon. The movie went from an eighty million dollar budget to a hundred twenty five million dollar budget. So, does that make you more likely to go see Sonic, or you're still like, nah, I'm not with that? Nah, I'm good. I'm not. I have. Good. I got a nerdy gaming child and a nerdy gaming husband, so I'm I'm going to go see. I'm going okay. to see. So I ain't even know. I used to love not getting them rings knocked out of me as a child. So I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what about you? Are you in on Sonic, or are you not in? I never really played Sonic, but I'm inclined to go see it just because they answered the uh, the outcry. Fans, yeah. I saw a post that was like, if this tanks, we don't deserve shit anymore because they I mean, want Here's the thing. The idea of making a Sonic the Hedgehog movie is asking for a tank. Yeah. It's just it was like, going to tank at the beginning. It's like it they got Jim Carrey in it, so I really feel like, you know, we might, I might have to fuck with that. Cause... Damn, you're right, though. I, I we ain't seen Jim Carrey that crazy in a while. Because, yeah, because Jim Carrey been on, like, his then shit. Like, he don't even talk to people. He only talks to trees. So, the fact that he came, like, on set and did a whole movie. I talk to fish movie. sometimes. So, I mean, You're Aquaman. You are Aquaman, though. So You're Aquaman. No, I'm Batman and Aquaman. Depends on the day. You're Aquaman, Wayne. Arthur oh, look. Or, there we go. I actually made a joke. At, I mean, I forgot that the divers are not nerds. And uh, they were like, what are you going to call yourself? I was like, uh, maybe this guy will introduce me to Jason Momoa. I'll be Aqualad. And they all laughed. I was like, you guys don't know who Aqualad is. They're like, Aqualad, what are you, British? Like uh, the Aqualad on Teen Titans go. Do like the little mullet. (laughs) No, I want to be the Aqualad from Young Justice. He was badass. The cool Aqualad. Um, All right. Did you guys know that... um, Chadwick Boseman auditioned to play Drax before being cast as T'Challa's Black Panther. I like the way that it worked out. So would you guys think he would have been a good Drax? No. But he wouldn't have had enough. He just wouldn't have had enough. I can't see anybody not Batista anymore. I agree. Batista owns that role. The only other person I feel like I could have seen doing it is maybe The Rock. Yeah, I was about to say the only, yeah, one, the the only person. That, yeah. I could see, I feel like I could see. But The Rock couldn't even do it because then it's not, fuck Guardians of the Galaxy. We need a Drax movie. Like, right, we need a Drax movie. Like, yeah, there would have been a whole, it would have been a whole Drax movie. Like, you can't yeah. put Rock on yeah, Rock's scene with not certain doing people. That. Um, also, speaking of that, a little fun fact, so Lupita Nyong'o was also up to be Nebula before Karen Gillan got it. That would have been good. That would have been really good, though. I really like Karen as Nebula. I'm not going to lie. I love, I love Karen Gillan. I love Peter, but I don't know. I, I, I love Nebula is one of my favorite characters. It's just, I, I have a huge I don't crush know. on Karen Gillan, not the one. Speaking of The Rock, he announced that Black Adam. Black Adam. You saw Black Adam, finally, after like, <laughs> 30 years of hearing about that. Listen, I still don't believe this movie's happening. You're gonna have to <laughs> on set. Listen, I you, think Shazam was more of a hit than they expected, and so I, agree, I think that kind of like lit the fire under them to finally go ahead. Because I enjoy Shazam. I'm not gonna lie. I oh, that was good. We liked it. We liked it. I enjoyed the hell out of Shazam way more than I thought I was going to. So I'm really, I'm now, I'm ready to see like Black Adam. Uh, yeah. So he says it's gonna be filming next summer, and it's supposed to come out in 2021. Um, and you know. The Rock was cast as Black Adam a long, a long time ago. Wow. A long time ago. Like, like I, think, I feel like before they even talked about doing the Shazam movie. That I no, no, definitely. No, no. Way before that. I think he was way cast. Before. 
In 2013, he was cast as Black Adam. When we still thought that DC could like give us good movies. <laughs> that man has not even been fitted for that Black Adam suit yet. They ain't even got it yet. They ain't, they ain't even, even, even CGI it yet. <laughs> and somebody keeps lying to him because I don't think he realizes who Black Adam is. And I gotta admit, mm-hmm. I like The Rock. I would have rather seen. He was originally cast to be Shazam. And then, never been great. Then, so great. I guess he saw like Black Adam as an antihero, and he was like, "I want to be a Black Adam." But I'm like, "You would have been a much better Shazam." I think. I, I like the Shazam that we have. I, I do. I do too. I like him. He's he's funny. He's funny. Chick. Um, Union urges studios to cast more trans actors in non-trans roles. Well, that's what the union should be doing. Mm-hmm. So. Apply for that. Do what you advocate the way you're supposed to advocate. And here's the thing about this, and this is the thing that I always tell people when you would hear like Scarlet ScarJo and other people talk, right? They would be like, "Acting is this art, and you, it's when you transfer yourself into something that you're not, or something different." And I and so when they and they would use that excuse when like straight people would play uh, gay people or trans people or different things, people like different things like that, right? And I will always say. There is a smidgen of truth to that. Part of acting is becoming something different, becoming something that you're not, becoming something that you didn't think you could be or that you don't have an experience being and doing the research and going into that and be completely becoming that character. But here's the problem with that. You can't use that as justification when it doesn't work the other way. Yes, and right. that's my thing. It doesn't go both ways. Right. You limit gay people to only playing gay roles, gay mm-hmm. tragic roles, trans tra- tragic roles, but then you will let straight people come and play these really, really in, like great, awesome, fully fleshed out, you know, gay characters. But mm-hmm. then gay people do not get to play these fully fleshed out straight people or whatever kind of people or be voice actors for, you know, comic book movies. They don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. And when the day that happens, when the day that is even, when they are being up for roles the same as a quote unquote straight person, then okay, I, I would be more okay with you using that excuse as it's an art. I want to do it as an art. I want to become this character. Right. I, respect, I respect this and I want to portray this in a way. I would be more apt to listen to that. But that ain't happening anytime soon because y'all still not casting trans people, gay people as Well, anyone. Billy Porter had a whole like round table about it and he mm-hmm. like called, like he was sitting with white, some white male actors who were, who were straight, who were playing these gay roles and he was like, you know, y'all get the roles. Like you get the role, but what do I get left with? Like, right. I only, I have this very, very narrow lane that I can mm-hmm. be in. And even sometimes I'm not enough for that role. Like, I don't even get all the gay men roles because I'm not this or that. Because so. they're still casting straight people in them roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Joker, somebody wrote an article, or opinion piece about. Made a billion. Joker. Made a billion. Well, yeah, made a billion, but that's not what I'm talking about. Uh, makes a strange <laughs> connection between Arthur Fleck and the struggles of black women. So did you see Joker, uh, Lauren? No, I did not. Okay. I smart person. Yeah, <laughs> so, I just, I'm not. So it was just two things. I was like, this, I, and this is me being a me stereotype. And I was like, this is like some incel shit, and I don't care about is. the it white was. man's sad journey. Like, I'm just not into so that. And then black- two. I don't care about Joker without Batman, like somewhere up in there. Absolutely. Like, I so much. This is where I love Lauren so much. <laughs> I, I don't want to uh, know. If you if he not giving Batman hell, like he ain't on Batman ass, then I'm, I'm good. What's the point? Exactly. So there's a so Zazie Beats plays, quote unquote, his love interest in the film. And then you come to find out that that shit was all in his head. And 
So at the end, at the end, I'm spoiling this shit. I don't give a fuck. So spoilers. At the end, <laughs> he comes off as a hard day, and he rolls into her apartment because she lives in this building, and he's just sitting in his apartment waiting for him. She comes out scared as fuck, and they imply that he kills them because the whole movie you're watching, you're thinking you're supposed to be led to believe that it's real, but at, you find out that she was all in his mind. She was never there. So, uh, let's see. Todd Phillips says, I don't want to read this whole thing, but I'll read some of it. Todd Phillips has talked a lot about the controversy around the Joker, whether the movie condones or condemns its anti-hero. And it could actually inspire real-life violence as yet to address the movie's complex racial connotations, especially when it comes to the way black women are portrayed in relation to Joaquin Phoenix, Arthur Fleck. In Hollywood, women are still lagged behind men in terms of on-screen visibility and it's significantly worse for women of color. As the most recent USC diversity and inclusion study shows, only 33.1% of the 100 of the hundred top movies of 2018 went to female characters, and just 11% of those went to underrepresented racial and ethnic groups, of which black women are included. Uh, Joker at least deserves some credit on this front. It bucks the trend. Most women who are interact with the white male lead happen to be black, and none of the, none are stereotypes or historically stock characters made Miami sex workers, etc. In fact, based on how black women engage with author, one can infer the director sees them as a collective representative of a basic humanity that otherwise absent in the character. Rashani talked about this in our review. At the same time, they're largely nameless and exhibit a uniformity that creates a disturbing sense that they're being used in service of another kind of cliché. Uh, I guess I'll read some of this so Lauren can know a little bit. Early on, Arthur encounters a black mother, Mandela Bellamy, and her young son, Demetrius Dotson, on a packed city bus. The wannabe comedian entertains the appreciative kid until his mother scolds Arthur for engaging her son without her permission. It's a logical reaction. For many black people, the country's systematic framework keeps poor and working-class black communities in perpetual economic deprivation and eventually elicits anger and mistrust against the other, namely white people. So when the white man engages her son, she goes into defense mode. Arthur, who starts laughing uncontrollably, hands the disgruntled mother a card with a text that explains his condition. She reads it and leaves him alone. Um, other characters in this film berate, ridicule, or even assault him when faced with his affliction, but it could be that the mother simply sees no reason to further escalate the situation. She has no reason to be concerned of Arthur's condition. Uh, then there's the nameless social worker. Or it's a white man and she don't want no smoke with the police or something. Right. But. Then there's the nameless social worker, Sharon Washington, social worker. She didn't have a name in the movie, by the way, whom Arthur visits repeatedly. In the early scenes, she questions whether it helps to discuss his thoughts. It's clear the expression of Arthur's face that she is she is not that person. In their final meeting, she tells Arthur that the system does not care about people like them, like him, nor does it care about people like her. She implies that despite the differences, they have more in common than he may realize. But as a nameless black figure, the audience is left to make assumptions based on her race and gender. She is a powerless cog in the wheel of bullshit bureaucracy. And he's a victim of it. Both are members of the disenfranchised. And then, this is the one I was talking about. In his request for emotional connection, Arthur dreams of his neighbor, Sophie Dumman. That's Zazie Beetz. So basically, he did all the things that he said. They meet her, and um, he meets her, and he gives this joke, and then she basically falls for him, and she's like with him at the hospital when his mom died. Well, his mom's in the hospital, and she's with him all the time, and then you find out that it's fake. Uh, But then they come at the bottom, and it says... uh, uh, Phyllis' placement of black women throughout the film appears deliberate and therefore impossible to ignore, although maybe less so for anyone who isn't a black woman, to wit it's being recognized by a number of black women writers, uh, including Beyondra July for Time, Zelby Blay for Huffington Post, and Constance Gibbs for Nerds of Color. Further, but resting these views, but trusting these views, 
Uh, Philip seems to align authors' trials with those of working class, itself a racialized term, people of color who apparently populate much of his world. And with the 1980s, a period in which America under Ronald Reagan saw associate economic policies further disenfranchise Afro-Americans, it's possible that Phillips had the presence of mind to recognize it. So basically, what happens in the film is that black women are always there to support or be a crutch for Arthur. And then at the end, he doesn't give a fuck about any of them. But he's still portrayed as the good person in the film. So I thought it was an interesting film. If you saw the film, it'd probably be more interesting. But you made the right choice, Lauren. Trust me. I mean, I might, like I say, when it comes, you know, home on video, like I might look at it then, but I'm just real funny about like you're gonna be bad. Just stroke. I just I don't want to say it's like I I do understand like the world is hard. The world is hard for everybody, but in the hierarchy of life, the world has traditionally always been easier for somebody. And a black author flick wasn't gonna have no movie because he gonna get shot five minutes in. He gonna pull that crazy shit on the subway, yes. and the NYPD gonna come take him right out the game, and then that would be the credits rolling. Like. Yep. I just feel like even within, you know, that space, you got the privilege to be crazy. You got the space to be crazy. Like, they will shoot a naked, they shot a naked black man for having a breakdown. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just, I, and I just feel like white men are always feeling like, and this is me generalizing, but they're always looking for, like, where they can be the victim in something. They they talk about us, like, loving victimization, but these are real lived experiences that we live in. Like, y'all are always, like, y'all love Eminem, the tortured soul. Like, y'all always want to be some tortured ass so all y'all are not Kurt Cobain. All y'all not dealing with nothing like that. Y'all not going through nothing. But it gives y'all the room to like further abuse other people. And it's just, I don't need to see nothing that's glorifying that. Mm-hmm. A white man that dressed up like Joker literally shot up a Batman movie. And we got to get our bag checked going into the theater for some, for some shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then to have to watch a whole movie to see that. Like, nah, I'm good. Like, bring out Bruce Wayne. Let these niggas fight. And let me go on by my day. You made the right choice. Uh, and then the last thing uh, in movie news is uh, I was uh, I got approved with press to cover Lone Star Film Festival this past week in Fort Shout Worth. Out to you. So I was covering those films and I saw a bunch of good films. I wrote some reviews. I got to write the rest of them, but I'll give a brief rundown. I saw some short films. Um, one of them was called Birthday Cake from Dinner, which had this really cool black actor. I mean, black child actor it was like nine years old. And it was only like 15 minutes. It was a short. But basically, it was about this black kid who's with a single mother and her father. The father was kind of like this, like, carefree, like, living on the edge dude. And she, he didn't really have anything to do with his kid's life. And the kid was just like, I want to go spend some time with my dad. And so she knew it was a bad idea. She didn't really want it. But she was like, you know, this is something I got to do for my son. For his, He got to see it himself. And he goes to spend time with his dad, and his dad, like, feeds him birthday cake for dinner. He takes his action figures outside and just burns them in front of him. Just like, you got to let this shit go. You got to be a man. He makes him ride with him on, like, a drug deal, and then forgets to take him to school the next day. And it was basically, and then we got to talk to the cast and the director afterwards. And basically, the director was basically telling about his life. And it was very interesting to see it because it had a lot of emotion in it in, like, a 16-minute film. So it was really good. Um, I saw a movie called General Magic, which is about this company that uh, spun off from Apple in the late 80s and the early 90s, a documentary. And they basically created the first, like, tablet or smartphone. Like, this shit was called the Magic Link, came out in, like, 94. And they, like, partnered with AT&T. So, like, the guy was doing, like, a, a press conference in, like, 1990. And he was like, can you imagine having this device where you can type messages on it and send it to people, and they can respond back with tech-type messages? Like a pager, but with full messages, like basically text messaging. 
And it had this thing where you could like get plane tickets and you could take notes and it had paint and it had uh, mail and you could fax from it. And it was like this little thing. He was like, you'd be connected everywhere you go. It's like the modern smartphone. Uh, but it failed because it was ahead of its time. Like it came out in 1994, and people just weren't about that shit in 1994. They weren't about being connected and all that stuff. But the one thing that came out of that was like almost everyone involved, the company had like 35 employees. And literally, literally almost everyone in that company went to on to be something huge in Silicon Valley. So, like, one guy was the person who designed the iPhone and the iPad, I mean, uh, and the iPod. And became a VP at Apple. Another person founded Android. Another person founded Adobe. Another person, a dude that was just working there as like a support person who didn't even have a real job. He had a website like in 1996 or 1995. And at the bottom of his website, it just was a place where he would like post stuff on and people could say they wanted to buy it or not. And he basically was like, oh, this would be a good idea for a website. And he created eBay. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. And then another person was a person who, uh, uh, the, another woman who worked there went on to be Obama's chief technology officer. Damn. Like another person that worked there um, uh, created Dreamweaver. Another person that worked there, like everyone that worked there went on to be like something huge in Silicon Valley. Another person went on, two people went on to be VPs at Google. Like it's ridiculous how much talent was in that company. That's crazy. And it's called, what's the movie called? It's called General Magic. It's a documentary. Okay. Um, then I, I saw I another documentary called 17 Blocks, which was about this. So it's about this family that lives 17 blocks from the Capitol in Southeast D.C. So this is very familiar to me because I'm from that area. It's this black family. And basically the black kid got a camera when he was like nine years old. His name is Emmanuel Durant. And he basically started filming his entire life with this camera. He took it everywhere he went. He filmed everything at home every night. And so they basically just took this raw footage of this kid and turned it into a documentary. And so it's very interesting because you see him as like this little kid. And he's like this little kid that loves school and he's fun. He's playing basketball, loves school. His brother is kind of like, I don't want to say trouble kid, but like his brother stopped going to school when he was like 14. And, you know, was, you know, living in the basement, living the, you know, drug dealer type life and like they had scenes that were like so familiar to like you know people my age like one time he's filming the camera and his brother and his friend were in the basement and the camera was just set up and his brother and his friend had like a notebook of like all the women they had sex with and he was ranking <laughs> from like one to ten on how good they looked and they were just going Damn. back and forth and that's fucked up but that's what people did right. it was just like really raw like that and like the mom had a drug issue but she was like a good mom but she kind of had a drug issue and they would have to leave different places because of, for whatever reason. They lived in, you know, they kind of lived in the hood in Southeast D.C. But the story turns because he ends up meeting this girl and she went to like this private school, this black girl. And they basically became really close and like loved each other. And then he was a really good kid, didn't do any drugs, didn't do anything. Like, like he didn't get into any, like he didn't do anything that's typically considered bad or wrong. He was a good kid, had good grades, got ended up getting a scholarship and was going to firefighter school. And then when he was 19, um, his brother was into drugs and into like uh, like flaunting it or whatever. So he like bought a car that was really, really nice and with real, really expensive clothes. And so these two people thought he had money and broke into his house. And his and the and the brother, the kid who had the camera, who's 19 at this point. Uh, came downstairs and the guy's just like, give me your money, give me your money, do this. And I guess he had a struggle for the gun and they shot him and killed him. Damn. And so yeah. the camera was set up. So right after the killing, like you see like all the blood everywhere and like 
the sisters there. He had a sister and a brother and the mom there, and they're all talking. And and the girlfriend comes, and it, it was like really, really sad. And then you see what happened right after that, where they're like going through the depression of losing their brother, and and the mom blames the son for like being in that that life, and then the she then she starts blaming herself, and she goes back to getting on drugs and. Eventually, like they almost, they all get it together. Like the sister was struggling and had a kid, and they couldn't really afford anything. They were all living in this tiny house, and then eventually, like the sister became like a special police officer. She got a good job, and then the the brother kept fucking up, and then he got arrested one time where he was facing thirty years, and he tried to. He, and he was like, "I can't lose my son, my kids." He had kids at this point, so he ended up getting a job at Giant as a butcher, and like. Stop doing. He was doing PCP because he was like, "That's the only thing that could take away the thoughts of like me getting my brother killed." Uh, he was blaming himself, and he ended up getting himself clean. And then the judge like said, "You know, you've displayed yourself as changing your life around. I'm going to give you a suspended sentence based on probation." So he didn't end up having to go to jail. The mom checked herself into rehab, and then they end up getting a camera crew like later in their career. She like went back to the house where she grew up in in Southeast DC, and it's like gentrified now, like all. Fucking renovated, and this white dude lives there. But the white dude, like, she knocked on the door. She said, I used to live in this house, and I just wanted, you know, and the white dude let her back in and was just talking to her about, like, how what the neighborhood used to look like and stuff like that. Uh, so it's like a really powerful film, and it's all a documentary. It's like super raw, and it's wow. called uh, 17 Blocks. And I don't want to keep keep everybody so long, but I'll just go into the last two I saw. So then the last film I saw is the biggest film, um, and it's called Just Mercy. Uh, it's starring uh, Jamie Foxx, Michael B. Jordan, Brie Larson. Oh, cool! Uh, it comes out in January, and it's basically a, it's a it's based on a true story. It's based on like uh, this uh, this lawyer, this black lawyer who Michael B. Jordan plays from Delaware. He ends up going to Harvard Law School and becoming a lawyer. And his whole th- he had went he did an internship in Georgia, and he met like a kid his age on death row. And he basically did was doing his internship and helped. The, and the guy was like, he was like, you're not going to be scheduled for a date for the year. And the kid was like, that's the best news I've heard in a long time. And then they just basically started talking about how their lives were so similar. And he was just basically like, that could have been me if for one or two things that changed in my life. And so he packed his bags, coming straight out of Harvard Law School, finishing like top 5% of his class, had all types of job offers, packed his bags and went to... Uh, Mooresville, Alabama, to work with this white woman who plays Brie Larson to start uh, a called the Equal Justice Initiative to start a a law firm that works for people on death row or for poor people who can't afford representation. And he basically took on these six people who were on death row. And one of them was played by Jamie Foxx, who was this black person who got framed for a murder of a white woman uh, in rural Alabama. And this is all true. Like all this stuff actually happened. And basically, they had no, I'm not going to tell the whole story, but basically they had nothing on him. And it was all completely made up. And But it was so racist that this shit just kept, you know, he got put all the way on death row. And so Brian was basically trying to get him off of death row. And then once he realized that he didn't do it, his whole thing was to try to get overturned. And it was really well acted and really well done. And it wasn't like focused on the torture of black people in that, but it was done in a way that shined a light where it needed to be, but also talked about larger issues with, like, the death penalty and mental health in prison and a whole bunch of other things. And then it kind of tied in, like, this idea of, like, there were these poor white people in Alabama who were being used against black people for the 
purpose of the rich and well off. And it was telling the story just basically kind of how it is in politics in life where, you know, poor white people are still fucked up, but the one thing they have is being white. And yep. so they can the the rich white people use that as a way to keep them down but also keep them voting and supporting their policies that don't ever really help them. They stay poor. Them poor white people stay poor. They don't they never get rich. Poor. But the rich people tell them that, like, these are the reasons why you're poor, and they use that to keep them to vote for them. So that was kind of addressed in the film. But it'll be – it's a wide release. It's a big film. It'll be on January. I think everyone should go see it. It was really well done. And then at the end, they show, like – you know how, like, the end of those based on true stories, they show, like, what actually happened to these people? Yeah. And the craziest thing about that was, like, the, the corrupt sheriff in that town was a real person. I forget his name. Something Tate. That was the shit, the crazy shit. The end, they were like, after the after the events of this, Tate was fucking reelected seven more times and retired thirty years later with a full pension. And wow. it's just like if you once you watch the movie and you see that, you're gonna be like, like this is like, what is the point? Like, what's the point? But yeah, everybody acted really good in that film. It was really really well done. So that was a really cool experience covering a film festival. I know that was a lot at the end of the show, but if you get a chance to go to a film festival, you should go because it's, you get to see a lot of different types of films that don't usually get wide releases. Uh, there was another one that was really interesting called Netflix vs. the World. It's a really popular documentary. But what happens is so many people, they get invited to a lot of places, but so many people want to film, but everyone's scared of Netflix. So like all these people in like the Hollywood were calling them talking about I want to see the film I want to see the film this is the, and they're like this is the best film I ever had but I I don't want to take the chance of distributing this film because I don't want to get blackballed by Netflix and cuz Netflix has so much power in Hollywood that and they were and here's the thing Netflix was working with them to start they're basically telling the story of like the people who originally started Netflix not the people who's there now and so Netflix was working with them to start and then as the content started to tell the truth about shit, they got pissed and started telling employees not to talk to them and send the cease and desist letters and all types of shit like that. And so, like, the filmmakers are, like, worried that their film is not going to get picked up because Netflix has so much power in that industry. So it's very interesting. And, like, there's certain conferences, there's certain, like, film festivals that were sponsored by Netflix that originally accepted the film. And then when Netflix came on as a sponsor... Netflix told them they had to drop the film and they were going to drop their sponsorship. Like that type oh, of shit. Wow. Was like, wow. So it's like really interesting to see what's going to, what will happen with that film. People um, are always scared of the government, but private companies are, I mean, worse. government is trash, but private companies are worse. Yep. But I mean, you, they, but they have the right to be worse. Yep. Yep. Um, so before we get to the last thing, Mike, do you have anything for us? Um, James Gunn was asked what would happen uh, if a Marvel versus DC movie could happen. He said anything. No. What did he say? He said uh, a couple years ago I would have said not in a million years, but now I'm starting to think that anything is possible. Why would Marvel do that shit? <laughs> I don't know. They would never do that shit. Devin, you got anything? Nope. Lauren, before we go, tell everyone about the Two Work Girls podcast and where they can find you and Gabby on social media and all the good stuff. If you enjoyed listening to me talk shit on this podcast, you can listen to almost two hours of me and my homegirl talking even more shit on Two Work Girls podcast. Um, but seriously, we're on a brief break. We'll be back in January 2020. 
Ooh, that just sounds like, gosh, I've been alive a long time. Um, you can follow <laughs> us on social media. So Instagram is Two Woke Girls Podcast. So that's the number two. It's G-U-R-L-S because we're ghetto. Now it's just because, you know, Two Woke Girls is too popular. So we had to go to the other name. But um, Two Woke Girls Podcast on Instagram, Two Woke Girls on Twitter, Two Woke Girls on Facebook. And even though we aren't currently recording, we're still posting updates, still posting um, current events and still talking our shit on social media so definitely follow us kick it with us and then we'll be you still there Lauren oh no uh, I think she got yeah. hello I think Lauren got disconnected guys um, but yeah definitely go follow Lauren and the two old girls everywhere thank you for listening to the show uh, we're thank gonna, you. We're thank gonna you. We're going to be much more consistent with the show. Hope you like our new segments. Uh, like I said, we got the Star Wars reviews every week leading up to Rise of the Skywalker. Next week, we got Heather Altos uh, coming on to do the review with us. And hopefully, we'll get some more cool guests to do those reviews with us. Definitely go s- subscribe to Two Woke Girls Podcast. It's one of my top five podcasts. I listen to it every as soon as it comes out, every time it comes out. I cannot wait till they come back. But, you know, you always need a break. Um, we, I am happy here in Dallas, so we're going to make sure we get back to consistently putting these shows out and having more fun on the shows. Thank you, Mike and Devin. As usual, the show would be nothing without you. We are all in this together. And we will be back next week. Until then, talk to you later.